Welcome to Moody Brides. Hi guys. Um, sorry we're a day late and a dollar short. We had stuff happen. There's literally a hole in my face. I should explain. So I got my wisdom teeth taken out, <clears throat> and then I sneezed really hard with uh, my mouth uh, shut, no. um, like an idiot, and it blew Wait, a hole what? into my t- into my sinus cavity. People don't sneeze with their mouths shut. You're not supposed to after you have a tooth extraction. Oh, okay. Because the pressure can cause that little membrane that's the only thing separate. Oh my god. Anyway. It hurts. It's actually better today because um, I I took a lot of medication. <laughs> um, but anyway, so last night I felt like I was dying. And Rachel also felt like she was dying a little bit because she has a tracker in her arm now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, finally, um, I finally went and got the uh, <laughs> the implant thing. It's the PERMA vaccine. It's, it's, yeah, it's the, perma, it's the three-year vaccine to ward off children. Yes. And as the doctor was asking me, so they forgot about me. Remember, like, I just don't do well at this fucking clinic. This doctor, this clinic is not good for you. No, it's not. And so I'm sitting there. They forgot about me. I go up to the front desk and the the lady at the desk is like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'll have someone bring you back. And so um, by that point, we had been sitting there for almost an hour. I checked in. Well, I checked in 20 minutes early because I needed time to get the kids settled and needed time to fill out the paperwork and all that stuff. Well, my fucking kids weren't having it. No. And so by the time we went back... We had been sitting there for about 45 minutes or so. Um, oh, yeah, it was 50 minutes because it was uh, 10.30 when I finally got back. <laughs> My appointment was at 10. I got there at 9.40. Um, anyways, uh, so the kids, we, I wheel them in with my giant ass limo stroller and I'm hitting all the corners on the way because this thing's fucking huge. Yeah. There's no delicate way to push a double Um, stroller. No. And so, uh, we get into the room and the kids just start fucking freaking. Right. And so this, this is going on. They're freaking out and screaming and crying. And then the doctor comes in and, um... She asked me why I wanted to change birth control. I was like, I can't manage getting into the Just clinic. Just point to the children. Well, that's exactly what I did. She's like, so why do you want to change your birth control? And I was just like, because I can't make it here every three months without some sort of hiccup and also right. this like I just pointed and looked at, and looked at them because they were both like Baxley both of them had snotty noses like Lennon was feeding off of Baxley and Baxley was just done and yeah. so both of them snotty noses puffy faces and I'm like can we just get this bo- like get this going like right can now? you see how much I yes. need this right now <laughs> and so she's like oh I see I see and it was just uh yeah so like my arm is super bruised and gross looking <laughs> and also I have an NSA tracker. It's definitely my, a tracker. It definitely is. I mean, the positive is if you are ever abducted by a serial killer, they'll find you. You know what? It's like a microchip. It is like a microchip. And I definitely had those thoughts on my drive over here. So for – it's 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 almost 11 p.m. This is the latest we've ever recorded. And because our, um, our guest tonight – uh, Elisha is, mm-hmm. um, she's on her way home from work. And so we're just kind of doing like a preemptive. It's like our intro. Uh, yeah. It's just, just us. Just to let, you know, let you guys know before we bring her on what's going on with us. My daughter tried to eat a snail today. Ooh. Yeah. Now, see, eating snails, you should cook them first. Mm. But also, snail mucus, very good for the skin. So I've heard that. Are you sure she wasn't trying to give herself a snail facial? 
I don't know. That, a lot that, of Korean beauty products. That kid is giving me the fucking business right now. Mm. So. <laughs> I want to say it gets better, but you've met my children. Oh, they're so. They, they're very cute, but they're also <laughs> quite. saving grace. Quite evil. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else is new other than the, the wisdom tooth situation. Um, yeah, nothing much. I'm excited for our guest tonight. Me too. I went to the chocolate the chocolate walk last weekend. I know. I was so sad I yeah. missed that. Um, but I wouldn't have been able to eat any of the chocolate. Uh, we got a lot of it. We walked like three miles. Um, it was cold. Yeah. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was um, it was it was good. I enjoyed myself. And then I came home, and um, as soon as I walked in the door, this kid started screaming. Right. So I was just like, I have to can go. I, can I go back to the chocolate <laughs> yes. walk? It's over. It's, Zach was like, they literally have not acted like this all day long. It's I'm the like, mom I curse. know. I know. It's rough. Like, I watched my niece for like maybe an hour tonight. Mm-hmm. She was super chill. Yeah. Her mom gets home and she's like, oh, wait a second. Like, yeah. did a character change. Right. And <laughs> I don't know what it is about kids and their mom. I mean, I do. It has to do with, like, their security and yeah. pushing well, boundaries. My and... kids feel secure as fuck. I know. Man. That's what I was saying. Like, my kids feel super secure because <laughs> they are complete assholes. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I put the – I just need to kind of keep an eye on that puppy. Okay, he's oh, right, right there. there. He's... All right, we're good. House is becoming he's... a zoo. He scratched his belly. He's like, hey, guys, I'm real cute. We got a French bulldog puppy for my husband's birthday. Um, not that I'm filling voids or anything with puppies and other things that make me happy in the midst of immense grief, but uh, the puppy's been working. Good. The puppy's That's a good. They say that animals are good for yeah. helping. Not that I ever want Rufus to feel less loved. I took him up to the gym this week. And he's so handsome. He is. He's a big handsome boy. So if anybody doesn't know who I'm talking about, Rufus is my 100-pound German Shepherd with the head a, the size of like an actual wolf. He's he's not a wolf hybrid, but he has a head. He does have the a size. very large head, and it's cute. And <laughs> I took him to the gym, and I didn't tell anybody we were coming. And he runs in, and I heard an audible scream <laughs> from one of the girls. And I felt so bad because she was scared of dogs, but I was kind of like. Sorry. He won't, like, he will not hurt you. He's very friendly. I wouldn't let him off leash around people if I even suspected that he would hurt people. But I forget sometimes how terrifying he looks to people who don't know him and his demeanor. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I don't even care. Like, Duke walks in and everybody's like, oh my God, he's a puppy. Rufus walks in and it's like, oh! <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. And then he literally picked up um, a, like a slam ball and mm-hmm. was like rolling around in the dirt and the grass with oh it and then God. coming up and How's... smacking people in the dick <laughs> with the ball. And I was like, ha ha, do you guys like having gone. Rufus around? They're all like, yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. Did you guys do anything for Valentine's Day? Which, by the way, today is Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, yeah, We'll be it releasing is. this the day after Valentine's yeah, Day. Which, so... just my quick opinion, February 15th is where it's at. It Everything is. is half off. So I went to the store today. Um, we're going out of town, and I need groceries. Uh, so Zach had said he would cook me dinner, cook us dinner. Uh, but that would entail me having to go to the grocery store. I had to go to the store anyways. Yeah. But... Uh, I wasn't there to get groceries. I was there to get a card. And I was not the only woman looking 
after looking for all these cards. So I got a cheese pun thing. It says, yes. you're my cheddar half. We go Gouda together. Gouda together. Mm-hmm. Um, and something like, we Brie Long together. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I, on the inside, it said, just some cheesy puns to tell you how much I love you. And I was like. puns. I know how you feel about puns. I know. <laughs> I know. I really appreciate a good cheese pun. That's one pun I can really appreciate. I went to H-E-B today to get a couple of things for the girls because, like, Matt and I really don't. So, yeah, we're kind of like you guys. We're like, mm. oh, hey, I love you. Want some chocolate? But, like, we don't do anything, like, date-wise for mm. Valentine's Day. Um, even when we have the opportunity to. Like, my sister offered to watch the kids, and we were both like, nah. Well, yeah, no, I understand that. Not on a Thursday. We got to get up too early the next day. Well, yes, there is that. And then also... Everybody's out on Valentine's Day. Yep. So, like, we went to this little dive bar restaurant place. Uh, we've never been there. We drive by it a couple times a week. And then we're always like, hey, we should stop there. We yeah. should stop there. We should stop there. We have yet to stop there in the two and a half years that we have lived here. So, Zach had mentioned going tonight for Valentine's Day. And I was like, yeah, sure, it can't be busy. They had almost every single table reserved. Oh, yeah. Which was insane to me. And so, um, that was a... It was good. Um, I got a chicken fried steak that was yeah. the size of my toddler. You're in it, Texas. It literally was huge. It was like this big. Um, and uh, I got a salad bar because I think some people, not everybody likes salad bars. Mm. And I kind of understand that to an extent, but also there's always cottage cheese. There's always some form of pasta salad. There's usually really good bacon bits. I like salad bars. I'm pro salad bars. I am so pro salad bars. It's not mm-hmm. even funny. So I was like, I asked the server, I said, do I get, <laughs> I said, do I get the salad bar or the chicken fried steak? She's like, oh honey, chicken fried steak. Yeah. You get a salad bar with your entree anyways. But oh, I, yeah. Well, but I knew the plate was going to be small, but then I got it and I was like, time to load this motherfucker up and so I come back and Zach's like you weren't kidding which is fine because I shared it with my eating machine you only get one trip to the salad bar if you don't yeah if (gasps) with your entree you gotta go up you gotta go vertical oh oh I I went up I went up and then I shared it with Lennon and then I tried giving Baxley some pasta and we all know how that kid feels about pasta I I don't trust him I I don't I I love your child but anybody who doesn't like pasta who's not gluten after who's not celiac I, I gave him like four noodles and Zach was like Rachel no more fucking noodles. Like, he Stop. is not eating them. He's throwing them on the That's floor. so weird. He's playing with them. Yeah. And the thing is, so I got them. So last night, um, I made this spaghetti squash chicken Alfredo thing type deal. I I didn't follow any of the directions except for, <laughs> except for like, two of them. And that, okay. that includes, like, ingredients. I was just like, I don't need the directions. Whatever. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I overcooked the spaghetti squash okay. in the Instant Pot. There we go. Um, Yeah. I mean, that wasn't, like, that had nothing to do with anything. But when I mixed everything in, it was really good, except the spaghetti squash was really overcooked. So it had, it had broccoli and chicken and uh, lots of cheese. Lots of cheese. Hell yeah. My kids loved it. They loved it so much. Uh, and then tonight, chicken tenders and french fries for dinner. And yeah. they're like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh. Yeah. They don't, they, nope. Mm-mm. You know, the kids are picky about funny things. 
my my kids don't like anything that's unhealthy for them. I've noticed that's awesome. It is awesome. It's, it's awesome, but it's also inconvenient when you need, when that's all that there is. Like <laughs> yes, you, look, there is only French fries. That's all. There is that is all yeah. there is. You need to eat that. I gave them like I got vegetables with my entree because I was like, well, I'm gonna go healthy, and also I don't really. I'm picky about my French fries. Okay, like I'm mm. very picky about my French fries. So um, I just got vegetables because you can't really – I don't feel like you can go wrong with steamed vegetables. No, that's part. true. Yeah. Um, and so my kids ate most of those. Like there's like one cauliflower floor I left. Then I was like, I'm going to take this home. And then I decided not to. Can I just pat us on the back for being awake this late in the day? Yeah. It's 11 o'clock at night. This is what we do for the pod. Yeah. We love you guys so we, much. We really do. We really do. This is. I'm so excited to talk about sex. Sex. Um, well, I mean, are we? Are we just like we? Ha- we're not just going to ask her about sex, obviously, but no, like it's totally going to be in there. Oh no! Oh, it's I, totally no, be in absolutely, there. because yeah. she is a very sex positive person, um, and uh, and I'm all for sex positivity. Like, yeah. do you, however you want to do you and others, as long as it's consensual. And but the diaper wearing thing is not. <laughs> You're like, my I'm thing. not judging, except not for the diaper wearing thing. <sighs> I've watched a lot of really fucking weird documentaries on sex because it it's absolutely like I I it's fascinating because it's yeah. not just P in the V yeah. or. P and the B, or P and the M. Oh, yeah. It's not just that either. There's so much that goes into it. You know what I mean? And people in their, their, you know, every, like, it's. Human sexuality is very complex. It's so complex. And I like that. No, it's really interesting. It doesn't, it's never boring to learn about. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. So it's not that I'm some sort of sex crazed weirdo maniac. Well, did you see that snapshot of that book I was reading that I sent you? And it was talking about, um, I mean, the the whole book is interesting. It's called Untrue. um, And I got it out of curiosity for the same reason. I was just like, I Mm -hmm. love, I love learning about relationships and love and marriage and sexuality and all that because to me it's like there's it's 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 so complex it's not black and white or else we'd have it all figured out by now um but they were talking about how like ancient tribal setups where it was mostly a a matriarchy Mm. and so the women were obviously in charge and names got passed down through the women's side men went to live with their wives family so everything was just kind of the opposite of like Mm -hmm. our culture today um and they were talking about like how women were encouraged to like have like a trial run with their with future prospects and it should fucking be (laughs) like you get seven nights to like figure it out, and then what I what, what the reason I sent it to you, the reason I freaked out was they get proposed to with a beaver robe. I I had so many jokes to make about a beaver robe, um, but I was driving. Okay. So I was thinking them, and by the time I got home and let him put the snail shell in her mouth, it was time to focus I, on the snail shell. Yeah. So um, I mean, but a beaver moment. robe. I'm Boom. very pro beaver though. I, I have a so. robe for my beaver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not why sorry. do we give diamond rings? 
times when we could give furry robes. Not real beaver. I mean, let's not let's not use real animal fur. All right, mm -hmm. unless we're using the animal for meat and we're trying to use all of the animals. That's right. But I don't think we eat beaver. Do you, do you know how you could have the nicest skunk fur thing robe mm -hmm. if you drive to Casterville? I don't know what it is about all the skunks crossing the road at the same goddamn time, but let That's me tell weird. you what is awful. It, haven't figured it, it out. Really, it's super weird. Um, but since we were on the topic of sex and that kind of stuff and uh, marriage, I read this article that you you had sent me the article as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of, of some other interesting stuff uh, from that book that just blew my mind. I'm probably going to just, like, recommend the book to the listeners. Yes. It's very We'll do that. Good. But before, so Alicia's home and she's she's ready for us. But before we do that, um, I need to get this off of my chest. Get uh, it off your chest, I'm girl. getting it off my chest. Okay. okay. This, this, this girl went on Reddit. Okay. And oh, I think you sent me, you sent me this article, um, and I'm pretty sure – we didn't talk about this last week. I don't remember because I don't remember a lot of things. I'm constantly. Oh, anyways, well. anyways, it doesn't even fucking matter. So anyways, she is dating this guy for six months. Okay. He proposes. Okay. Yes. Get, oh, they, yep. Yep. They get married. <laughs> they get married. So um, he didn't, he wanted to remain virtuous. Okay. Throughout their courtship. Gotcha. So, uh, and also, I don't even know how this is. Like, she said that they got hot and heavy a few times when they were making out, but things never went below She never the saw belt. the goods. She never saw the goods. So she gets married to him. After a year, they're married. Wedding night, fucking micro penis. Oh, like legit. Like, like a, a legitimate. Like a micro penis. Like a legitimate. Yeah, this can't is the article where you penis. sent it to me. Yes. And then I sent it to you before I realized you had sent it to me. Yes. And I just died laughing because I was like, ha. <laughs> Great yeah. minds. That's rough. I mean. <sighs> well, it's rough for a multitude of reasons. First off, uh, sexual sexual compatibility. Well, he was purposely being deceitful. Oh, I did not read the article. So yes. he. Well, I mean, me. so he. He. Purposely, I say purposely being deceitful, but I think he knew. Obviously, you know what you're packing. Um, so and he wanted the league. He wanted to be legally bound to her before she was stuck with his micro penis. Yes. So she hmm. is thinking about getting an annulment because not only I know some people are like, oh my god, that's crazy. But a sexual compatibility is a very, a very important thing about relationships. B. Um, it can lead to fertility issues because the shorter the penis, the longer the sperm has to go oh. to get to the cervix. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and there were a couple other, um, a couple other issues as well, but, uh, yeah. How fucking shitty would that be? You are ready to, you are ready to ride that yacht and you get out there and it's a little fucking dingy. It's a dingy. You, it's a paddle boat, baby. It's, it's and I mean, not to shame people, boat. but like be up front, like, Ooh. and it goes both ways. Like, yeah, it, it, it goes both. I mean, that's why I think the idea, I mean, if, if you want to wait till marriage though i mean she also made the decision to wait till marriage so that is true i don't know i don't know who's who's right or who's wrong here but yeah i mean well i think she 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 wanted to and she was she oh so she you think she it, wanted to have sex she, and he she was did. the one he, pushing back yes he was very hey, much yeah that's pretty uh, interesting I, yeah i'm interested to see if they grant her the annulment well, I don't know. Like she was, she was asking about it on the Reddit's. It's that am I an asshole? Um, eh, no. Yeah, no. She's I don't not think an she's asshole an asshole. I'm trying to think of like a 
a comparable situation if like the shoe is on the other foot. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, um, let's get our guest on. Yes, all right, guys. So uh, hang in there. We're going to get the interview going, and uh, we're going to hear from our guests. Yay! Yay! Okay. okay, now we're recording again. Now we're going to do this. Okay. Right. So for those of you guys that um, – so we have a guest tonight. Yes. I'm super excited about this. Uh, it's my friend Elisha from kindergarten. We've been friends that long. You're my longest relationship, with the exception of my marriage and Amazon. Amazon is you, Amazon, and then my marriage. So that's that's a super exciting thing. Um, anyways, so uh, I guess I'll just um, get into it. You are polyamorous, and we are very super curious about that. It would you call it a lifestyle? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. That's the okay. easiest way for people to understand it. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, um, so is there anything that you want to, I guess I, I could start asking you questions or. We're really honing our inter- interviewing skills because half the time it just turns into a smorgasbord of, as you know, cause you've listened to the episodes of just nonsense and we don't want this to be nonsense. No. We have questions. Well, but also a little nonsense. Uh, nonsense is good. We, we like nonsense. Yeah. Um, I guess, do you just want to get right into it or do you want to talk? So uh, you're from Washington. We, we went to yep. elementary school and middle school and high school together. So you're 30 years old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> she's 30 years old. She lives in Washington and you are married. Yes. How long have you been married? Oh, she's good. She's asking the good questions. It's been, right? <laughs> um, I think November. So just over four years. And we've been together. Right? We, I haven't killed him yet. Yes. Um, you go, girl. There's still time. <laughs> right? There, there's still plenty of time. Oh, yes. Um, and then we've been together for about nine years. Okay, nice. I didn't know that. So, um, have you and your husband had a polyamorous relationship the entire time you've been together, or is this something that's only been going on for part of the relationship? It came in pretty early, actually. So, my husband is pansexual, um, which basically, as he puts it, he can reach into his partner's pants and be happy with whatever he finds. Okay. Um, So... He likes having a relationship with a man. There's some things that a man can give him that I am literally not equipped for. Um, And I don't have very much experience romantically or sexually. So when my husband and I first got together, I was really concerned about being monogamous and feeling stuck, quote unquote. Yeah. And so we actually talked about it very early on. And we've pretty much been poly since the start. Um, We didn't start exploring other people until probably a couple years into it because we were still figuring our relationship out. Um, But it it came into the conversation of our relationship very early. Okay. Yeah, I mean, man, that seems like the best way to do it. Go in there early. My my sister has a lot of friends who are poly, and it just – it's like they they all found each other and now they're all friends and they have this like really accepting community. That was actually one of the questions that I got asked when I put out like a um, like a PSA. What do you guys want to know? And one person asked flat out, like, how do you find other people who are polyamorous? Um, you found your husband, obviously, and it it worked out that way. 
or did you? Yeah, I was not poly prior to being with my husband. Um, I, I didn't even know what the word polyamorous was. Yeah. I knew open relationship, which is yeah. what a lot of people know. Um, and I, I didn't have very much experience before he came into my life. That's something we can talk about later. Um, <laughs> not for lack of trying, trust me. Um, <laughs> But he has been part of the LGBTQ community for a very long time since he came out when he was, I think, a preteen. Um, shush phone. <laughs> and speaking of, that was him texting me. Okay. He says, don't forget to play Polly Bingo. Um, <laughs> I, sh- I showed her that earlier. I love that he's, like, totally on board with you coming on the podcast. Well, actually, before, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but so okay. he is going to school to become... Uh, a sexologist sexologist yeah oh that's so cool yeah so he's working he has his bachelor's in psychology he's working on his master's with a focus on sexual health sexual identity gender identity Mm -hmm. um he has they call the easiest way for people to understand it is um did which is disassociative identity disorder a lot of people call it multiple multiple personalities um, he has a very, very mild case, and it's really a situation where he didn't fit into any other mold, so that's what they diagnosed him with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and one of his quote-unquote voices was female. So in a male body, he had a lot of body dysmorphia because his brain was saying, I want to do these female things, but I don't have the body for it. Um, and he was very lucky about 10 years ago to find a therapist who was very understanding and very open to him about that. And it made a huge change in his life. And so he wants to be that for people. Um, and that's something that, of course, awesome. I'm supportive yeah. of. I love it. I think it's fantastic. So that's what his his focus is on. Um, so we're very – and when you're interested in that, the things that you're interested in tend to just draw similar people to you. Um, so him being in the LGBTQ community, being poly is also very much part of that community. So – it honestly is one of those things where you just kind of find each other. Um, he found, had a coworker who we found out was Polly, and now we're good friends with her. Um, she's got friends that are Polly that were part of the community, just kind of forms naturally and organically. Um, now with social media, there are also places for people to find other people who are Polly. So there's um, there's groups on Facebook that are for the area that are, are Polly specific. Um, and so people will meet and befriend and relationships and stuff grow out of that as well. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really, um, I, th- I think that that's great that there is that kind of. Uh... I think I just, did I lose you guys or can you hear me? I can hear you. You're yeah, good. We're good. Yeah, we can we're hear good. you. Um, can okay. You, you guys just froze and it was the funniest thing on my screen because you're Faces were very concentrated. Uh, we're very, very serious. I was like, oh, God. We're very serious here. I'm trying to think of words. <laughs> words. Words. Um, I... Are words, are words yeah. evading you we today? Is that the right? Sorry. We are not used to staying up past the hour of 9.30. So we are operating on... You guys are weird. so awesome. Um, oh, yeah. Thing. No, we to- totally worth it to talk to you. No, but we exactly. So yeah, like, totally thought... worth it. But we we are running... We are kind of like getting loopy off life. So if it gets weird... It's going to be fun. You know gonna, what? Exactly. Yeah. It's going to get weird. Yeah. It's going to get weird. Yes. It always gets weird. Um, no, I think, I think that that is, uh, that's excellent that there's those kind of resources out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think they need to be more widely distributed, if you will. Um, especially, 
living in the Bible Belt. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I mean. Yeah, there's, we actually ran into something that I think you guys would kind of relate to um, in one of the groups on Facebook. It initially, Facebook put this new tool into place where it would show your friends what groups you're part of. Mm. And we live near the base. And so a lot of soldiers were like, I can't, I got to go. I can't, you know, I, my CO cannot see that I am part of this group. Yeah. Um, so really it's definitely that balancing act of making the resources available, but making sure that you're not outing people to family or coworkers or people that, you know, not affecting their lives through it. Wow. That's a really upsetting thought that being poly could affect like your job. Yeah. yeah. Especially it's, in the military because it, adultery is still it, punishable. Yeah, that's true. And I could kind of – I could go on a huge tangent about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's just crazy to me that that's still something. That, at the same time, I understand why that's in place, but it shouldn't apply to situations like this where everybody is, like, aware and consenting yeah. and – um, that was another question I was going to ask you um, on the subject of the LGBTQ uh, community. Would you say in your experience, or maybe you know the numbers, are, are most people involved in the poly community affiliated with, um, you'd say they, most of them are just not heterosexual? They're just something, you know, they identify as something else? It's a heavy percentage. I wouldn't know what the exact number is. I don't know that anybody would know what that exact number is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely, at least in our experience, and it may be as where where we're located. Um, Seattle, we're just south of Seattle. Seattle's a sanctuary city. It's a huge pride city. Um, mm-hmm. Microsoft, Google, they all support pride. Um, and so there's, there's kind of more of us here um, in this area. But there's definitely a higher percentage of people who don't identify as heterosexual within the poly community. And I think part of that is also because of what poly allows. Um, my husband's pan, so he's not attracted to a single gender identity. And so being poly allows him to experience multiple relationships with multiple different kinds of people. That makes sense. Do you mind if I ask you um, what, what sexuality you identify with? I identify as heteroflexible. Um, so I am mostly straight, but get me drunk enough, I might make out with a girl. <laughs> I think that's most women, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, not not all women, but I think that's probably. I think that it's because it's been, it's stigmatized. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's. Yeah, and one thing that I think a lot of people that I've kind of, sorry, this, this audio, okay. Anywho, um, I think that a lot of, something that I've learned in the past few years, my husband with what he's focusing on and just being a part of more of an open-minded community is that our sexuality is way more fluid, especially in women, than anybody will ever tell you. Like, yes, we're in the Pacific Northwest, but Rachel knows we grew up in a tiny little hick town where this this is not an okay thing to be. Our our, our quote-unquote sexual education was like, this is what it looks like when you get gonorrhea on your junk. Have fun. Yeah. And that was it. Don't have sex. You will get pregnant and die. Yes. Yes. That's actually... One of my favorite things to get drunk and and uh, rant about is sexual education <laughs> because of what we were taught growing up. I didn't know hardly anything. Like I just I knew that we had to have sex, and that at the you know the woman drops an egg, and the 
the sperm drops an egg. She, she, drops it. she lays an egg in a nest. But yeah, and so I didn't learn about my. I didn't learn about how how it works until mm-hmm. I was trying to have a baby, and infertility gave me a greater understanding of how, like, there's a 20% chance if you have sex the day that you ovulate that you will get pregnant. Mm. It's 20%. That's not a very high percentage, you know? Um, And then add in things like PCOS and and other issues, and your percentage drops greatly. And then also, I mean probably don't have your husband say boom twins after y'all finish oh yeah <laughs> that's how twins get made that's how it's done that i'm that's aware of fault. that's i mean you heard it here people boom twins boom twins. Have twins if matt ever says that i will fucking <laughs> scream um what was I going to say? Yeah, I went to I went to Catholic school for part of high school, and I remember like vividly our our one sexual education like seminar that we had in the whole two years that I was there. Um, the uh, the sisters in the back were ripping out pages about contraceptives, just ripping oh. them out. And I remember that. And I mean, I'm I'm lucky that I was brought up, and I'm I wouldn't say like a super open household my mom was very sex positive and much more like socially liberal than my father who was very traditionally catholic but like neither one of them was like sex is a mystery like they both kind of told me like where where babies come from and all that stuff but my dad was more of the you know bad 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 um my mom bought me my first set of lingerie damn yeah so super super open that was kind of yeah my house was very, very open. I don't remember a time in my life when I didn't know what sex was. Yeah. Um, my parents made sure that we knew what it was. We knew what could happen. We knew yeah. what birth control and condoms were. Um, and always, you know, if you have questions, come to me. Now, those are yeah. not fun questions to be asking your parents. So yeah. thank um, the gods for Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I actually uh, did some Googling at a very tender age, uh, and my mom caught me. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Uh-oh. so that was an awkward conversation. Yeah, I didn't have enough access to the computer or the internet to do any Googling, but I remember asking my mom in third grade, where do babies come from? And, like, I've been asked a couple of times by my daughters. They're four and seven, and I'll kind of, like, give them, like, tidbits of information and see if they're interested from there, and they almost always just don't want to know anything after that. <laughs> so I'm just kind of, like, following yeah, their lead with how interested they are in actually knowing. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. with the with the parental, uh, uh, somebody had asked us. Did you, are these? Those are all from. These are all questions from listeners. We got from, a whole bunch. No, but from Instagram. Inst- Instagram and Facebook. Um, oh, they are. So, okay. um, I guess I'm. Uh, so when you met your husband, you knew he was pansexual. And you knew that he was not monogamous. And so that's how you pretty much decided as a couple that you guys were going to be polyamorous? Yeah, it was a conversation that we had really early on because he had concerns about the fact, well, I had concerns as well because I think I'm the one that brought it up because he had, he was actually in a relationship with another man at the time that we met um, and we got together shortly after that. And... I was concerned that he would want things that I could not do. And then there's 
And I mean, yes, there are toys that can help with some specific actions. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. And I'm not necessarily into that either. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, So I had those concerns that he would not be satisfied in certain areas. Um, And I just, he and I have always been very, very open and able to talk, which is something that I think has made us very successful as a couple. And I just was like, look, I'm worried that you're going to want to go get some D um, and I'm not going to be able to give it to you. And so it was, it opened up that conversation to discuss, well, maybe we need to consider being poly to see if that's something that will work for our relationship that we're comfortable with. Um, that, you know, and that also brought up for me, like the concerns that I don't really have experience with anybody else except him. And so I didn't want to be stuck. Um, and so it, it, it was just a conversation that we had and we, you know, we would come back to it. Some, we still kind of come back to it a little bit of like, is this working for us? Are we comfortable? Are we happy? Are we content? Um, is something missing? Do we need to work on something between our relationship and our particular branch of, of our polycule? Um, and, and we just, both of us make sure that we communicate probably more than we need to, but it works for us. Yeah. You guys are happy and you feel like, everything's out in the open do you guys currently have um a partner multiple partner like I'm, I'm not sure what your setup is <laughs> I'm not so, even sure how to ask that question <laughs> right no it's okay um there is so the, I feel like I need to have like a glossary of terms um yeah. so for us what we call our relationship um is a polycule similar to molecule um oh. because if you were to like kind of take out and draw the connections between the different people, depending on how your relationships are. It actually kind of looks like a simple drawing of a molecule. Um, So in our particular case right now, the situation is um, my husband has a boyfriend that I am not romantically or sexually involved with. Mm -hmm. Um, So we would refer to each other as metamors because we're connected through Steven um, and we're friends and he's very sweet and we all hang out and get together and do stuff like that. Um, but he's not at this time sexually or romantically involved with me. Um, and then I don't have any additional relationships right now. Um, but between my husband and I, we also have um, our best friend. We consider her to be part of our polycule, even though we're not in a sexual relationship with her and it's not necessarily romantic. It's just, um, for some reason, there's a connection that we have with her that goes beyond friendship. And so we consider her to be part of our poly family. So I, I have a question. Um, and so I did a bunch of research. I'm so proud of you. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you and I have had plenty of conversations about this. And I am so grateful because you entertain any of my, like, and yeah, we, like, I really appreciate it because I am completely uh, just I don't know what I'm talking well, about and I don't want to sound ignorant, but I guess like, I am a little ignorant. Well, <laughs> but you acknowledge it. And yeah. you, the like some of the questions that were posted, I was like obsessively checking that Facebook post to see who was asking I'm questions. I'm glad nobody was So rude. I could be like, okay, how am I going to answer Well, so my question, I... Um, but it's I, like you, you can kind of tell... Oh, go on, sorry. This connection thing is going to be a pain in the ass. But you can, there's a difference between people who are like, I'm ignorant and I don't know how to ask this question. And then there's people that just throw that shit out there and you can tell they did not put any thought behind that question and they don't understand the ramifications of it. Um, Well, so my, my big question is I kind of, so I, I understand the gist of it, 
but um, how does like phone etiquette and time so people some people asked you know uh, about the jealousy thing like how do you handle jealousy um, I Zach and I have actually talked about this um, because it's we're very open people not not that I want to like I'm satisfied being monogamous do I think it's for everybody Fuck, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> but also, I think that, you know, the fact that well, the one thing I like about the um, the concept of polyamory is that everybody is consenting and everybody mm-hmm. is, you know, the, the lines of communication are open there. Um, but I, I did read, um, I looked up this, this blog called Polyland, which you told me was a good one. Um, and one of the questions was talking, or one, somebody had wrote in um, asking about how to deal with phone etiquette. And so how does, how does that work as far as, um, like I, when you split your time, but yet, I mean, your phone, your phone rings, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it is that way for any, for any relationship I've noticed. Um, and so it's just a matter of like, how do you divide and conquer? (laughs) (laughs) It, um, and I'm actually a lot of my answers are going to start with, well, it depends um, because poly does not look the same for everybody. Um, and poly is just like monogamy. It's not going to work for everybody. Some people really truly are meant to be monogamous. Um, but it really, the main thing is open communication. So for us, um, if my husband's boyfriend calls him and we're busy doing something, he'll look at the phone, see who it is. And he'll look at me and say, Hey, he's calling me. Do you mind? Yes or no. And, and he'll respect my answer. So if we're in the middle of a dinner date, it's just us. We've specifically gone out just to be us. Um, I'll say no. And he'll say, he'll, you know, he'll shoot him a quick text. Hey, we're at dinner. I'll call you back later. Um, if we're just chilling on the couch watching Scooby-Doo, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Give him a call or I'll even grab the phone and be like, hi. And, you know, give him some sassy response where he, you know, he's, he's awesome. Um, but it, there may be couples who, because of how their life is structured are like, Mm -hmm. okay, you get this much time with this partner and this much time with this partner. Um, for us, at least at this point, we don't have to do that. Um, but it's, it's definitely something that you have to commit time to or else you're going to run into something where you're spending more time with someone you're, you're neglecting that relationship or something like that. Well, I think that it's that way with any, any relationship whatsoever, you have to, you have to cultivate it, you know? Um, and so that's, that's one of the things that I was I was curious about. Real talk, I ain't got time for another partner. I don't even <laughs> I, I washed my hair for the first time in two days today. Because Zach put his hands right and he's like, your hair feels crunchy. As Ooh. we're trying to be romantic. And <laughs> time like, to wash it. I time to wash it. I got it. But, you know, and it's... The, the time thing, I really, uh, that that was one of my, my biggest questions is, is how timing works. How do you manage the needs of more than one person? Yes, that. Yeah. And it's you, you, you decide to make that time and you decide to, you prioritize your relationships. It's, it's honestly, it's at least to me, it's not really any different than a friendship or a relationship with a sibling or one or other family member. You just happen to not have sex with that particular relationship. Um, And so you, people choose to prioritize it and decide what works best for them. And that's kind of one of the best, the main things with Polly is straight up. 
it's whatever works best for that particular um, grouping. So I'm going to ask you a couple of listener questions because we're just kind of like bumping our gums about our curiosities. I know other people have, you know, uh, curiosities. And although we did start this podcast for our moms and Rico and now you, there are <laughs> other people that are curious about things. Um, so, hey, my sister asked a question. I was very proud of her. I, yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh. Your your sister or her sister? Her sister. Oh, that's oh so my sister. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Uh. So my, how did you broach the subject with your guys's parents, or is that something like because obviously when you have somebody that you you care about, like you want them to be around, mm-hmm. and you want to introduce them to your family. Mm-hmm. Unless you just have a shit boyfriend and you don't want to bring him around to anybody and you hide that bastard in his bedroom. I've had one of those. I've also had one of those. He never met my parents. Oh, <laughs> mine did. It was very problematic. <laughs> he met my aunt and that didn't go. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I think, um, like, yeah, with, like, your husband's boyfriend, for example, it's like you guys go to something that's special as a family and you want to invite him. I mean, what was your family's reaction to finding out that you guys were poly? So um, I'm very lucky. Both of my parents, my dad doesn't care. He just wants me to be happy. That's awesome. Um, he, I'm a huge daddy's girl. Sorry, mom, I love you. You know this. Everybody yeah. knows this. I'm daddy's girl. Um, he, he just wants me to be happy and safe. Um, he actually, we typically, because, so my mom has since moved to Texas, so we do a lot of the holidays with just my dad. Um, she lives in, in Ireland. Um, so, uh, not this Thanksgiving, but the Thanksgiving before, um, my husband's boyfriend was there and we had, it was just the three of us and my dad and my grandma and we all had Thanksgiving and it was fantastic. Everybody got along joking, whatever it is. Um, my mom, super, super supportive jumps on the, just, she, I love her to death. She, um, always wants to know what's going on. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, my extended family on my dad's side, um, they, are pretty kind of similar to my dad. Um, we don't care. Just be happy and safe. Mm -hmm. We love you. Um, my, unfortunately that did not go well with my mom's side of the family. We no longer speak to them. Am I, I'm not kicking your leg. No, you're good. (laughs) It sounds like overall though, you guys have had a a pretty good situation. I'm sure a lot of people have had a lot more kickback just because Mm -hmm. people are closed minded. and don't understand. What is the difference? Because I know this is something that myself and a lot of other people, like I know that open relationships are not polyamory. What, what makes them different though? What, what is the difference? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, honestly, I consider open relationships to be poly. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to throw, slap that label on it because it does have some negative consequences. Um, people are more accepting of the phrase open relationship than they are of the word polyamorous. Um, yeah, that is kind of weird. And you know how people define poly is different. Poly looks different to everybody. Um, what's poly for us? It, you know, may not be poly for another group of people who are together in a relationship. Oh, looks like we're having some connection issues. Uh oh. Hold on one second, Alicia. Let's um, have a connection uh, here. I, 
notification that's like poor connection switch to audio only okay now it's perfect unfortunately yeah. like everything you said about the difference between open and poly completely jumbled i'm so it's sorry okay. would no, you repeat fine. it all word for word <laughs> exactly what you said yeah. well I, what i i think what i'm gonna do on my end i i need to switch to audio only okay or okay. else it's no for worries. some reason not so let me do this okay okay so i can see oh i can still see you haha -ha. We're here. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So difference between open relationship and polyamory, to me, there's no difference. Um, an open relationship is, is a version of poly. Um, what I think what a lot of people, there's a, a negative connotation around the word polyamorous. And so they're more comfortable hearing and saying open relationship. It's more socially acceptable. Um, and I think a lot of people also in open relationship is swingers. Um, so, and swinging is very specifically couples that trade partners for an evening. Um, typically it's not an extended relationship. Um, there's not really a romance side to it. It's just, uh, it's wife swapping. I'm not, I'm not laughing at you guys. I was just, Rachel just like... lost her shit. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> Other people, so, um... On the note of swinging. <laughs> I, um, obviously, I think in the last podcast, I mentioned that the lights are mostly off lately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd taken my, my underwear off, but I still had a nice t-shirt on. Oh, a nice t-shirt. No, it wasn't a nice t-shirt. It wasn't nice. It was not nice at all. <laughs> I think it's nice, but not, like, nice to wear out. Like, it's nice to sleep Was it in. clean? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I was like, so I guess I'm going to go turn off the light, huh? And he was like, yeah, if you, if you want. I was just kind of like, All right. What would be Donald Duck in it? So if you can, like, not look, then he's <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, Don Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Uh, you're not gonna look right which is freaking ridiculous like we've been married but it's like know. he knows what your body looks like but I no know. i get it because i'm the same way i'm like, like just, ah. just, the, just the donald duck walk to the light switch and i'm just like don't why didn't you just take the look. shirt off i think i probably did see. maybe i don't know like i i don't know but anyway mistakes were made <laughs> i mean it wasn't a, anyway anyway <laughs> Good time had by all. Just that, just that walk of shame to the light. Wee, <laughs> I tried to make a Donald Duck sound and I failed. I sounded like a little piggy. All the way home. Ah, gross. Oh my god. Okay. Anyways, also one other thing, and we'll get back to it. So <laughs> I call Lennon Beanie Weenie, <laughs> but sometimes I just shorten it to Weenie. You call your daughter what? Weenie. <laughs> Maybe doesn't. She was standing there. I said, I'm going to get that weenie. Dear God, Rachel. <laughs> so I was like, you can't, you can't say that anymore. You got 
gotta stop. You gotta stop. He was like, you realize that you can't say that in public, right? (laughs) Come in for that. Damn, there goes your nickname. I'm like, it's that beanie. I still call her beanie. Sometimes I well, call beanie's her Well, beanie's totally fine. Yeah, I know, but I sometimes call her weenie because beanie weenie. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, back to the subject. Sorry. <laughs> I'll get this back on, I'll get this train back on the tracks. Let me just swing this Donald Duck inappropriate train back on the tracks. So would you say oh in a polyamorous relationship, there's maybe like two main primary partners, like you are the center of the polycule and therefore your relationship takes priority. Like obviously you two are married. So I, I, my assumption, and I could be wrong here, is that your relationship comes first to both of you. So if one of you is not comfortable with something, it does not go forward. Um, so what you're referring to, we typically is going to the glossary of, of things. Um, couples privilege. C- couples privilege. Okay. Yeah. So I, I've heard of that. Ooh, you know a word. <laughs> I do. That's she knew that one. You know a words. <laughs> um, for us, we're actually incredibly aware of it because we're married and because we're technically kind of the primary. Um, however that's kind of, that's not necessarily going to be the situation in every single polyamorous relationship. Some people will come together and, um, even if a couple of them started out together before a third or a fourth or however many joined in, it morphs and forms into a solid partnership between everyone that's involved. Um, there's not a center couple. Um, it could be, so for, for example, um, for Steven and I, um, that that's my husband by the way um we our ideal would actually be to find a bisexual or pansexual man who is romantically and sexually involved with both of us and form a closed triad i know what that i was just gonna say that's a triad (laughs) just like i know the words i know the words that makes sense so then you guys are basically everybody's enjoying everybody romantically yeah and there's all all hold on one two three all four relationships in that case, because there's not only the relationship between each person and another person, there's also the relationship of all three of us together. Oh, yeah. They all take the same priority um, in that kind of a case. So it's not necessarily going to be every single polyamorous relationship has a center couple. Um, some people, it just, it, and there are some people who are poly who don't, they purposefully don't couple up like that. Um, whether everybody's involved with everybody or not, they purposefully don't create that solid base with one other person. They try to create that kind of a relationship with all of their partners. Okay. In the time that you two have been together, have you had a boyfriend that was exclusively involved with you, but not him? I have not. Um, no, again, not for lack of trying my, <laughs> Love life has never been very successful. Um, I'm also very tentative to put myself out there. So um, you kind of got to be out there for people to find you. Um, I've also been dealing with, um, so I think we've only been exploring being more open um, for the last three years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just was a very very natural, organic thing that happened in our relationship. We didn't say, okay, after this long, we're going to start screwing around or whatever. Um, 
And for the last three years, I've actually been dealing with a lot of physical issues. I was diagnosed with PCOS, finally. Um, so dealing with my mental health, trying to get myself where I need to be to be able to um, be a better partner to not only my husband, but someone else who wants to be involved with me. So for me, no, but that's not, that's par for the course. My husband's a flipping anomaly. <laughs> well, you know, that, I'm sorry that you're dealing with that. It's good that you got the diagnosis so you can get treated. Um, what, do you feel like it's comforting at times that you guys have his boyfriend? Um, so like when you're not feeling up to tending to your husband's needs, um, maybe like he can pick up the slack. I, I really apologize if that's not the right way to ask that. But that was one thing my sister was saying was, you know, I made, I made the joke of like, oh my God, more than one man, that sounds exhausting. She goes, no, being someone's everything is what's in- exhausting. And that mm-hmm. stuck with me. And I was like, you know, that's, that's true. There's been times where I was extremely worn down, whether it was dealing with like postpartum anxiety or uh, physical illness and things like that, where like I've completely neglected my husband and I could see where in that situation, having another person that he could go to. <laughs> No, I made my life easier. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Like, so that's one thing that um, really stuck with me early on, too, is trying to be someone's lover and partner and best friend and all these things that we expect our monogamous person to be for one another. It's just insane. The likelihood you're going to find someone that's absolutely perfect for you in every single one of those aspects is pretty damn slim on this planet. You're going to get close, but I... I personally don't believe there's never going to be someone who's absolutely perfect for you. You can make it work. You can be amazing together. Um, but you're, there's going to be something that they do that drives you insane because they are another human being and all that fun stuff. But especially for me, um, I am one of those people who needs my alone time. My husband is not. He could spend 24 seven with a partner and be a happy little clam. I get stabby if I don't get time out of myself. <laughs> so for me to be like, leave, I can just be like, go, go, go to your boyfriend's house. And he can be like, okay. And off he goes and I can breathe. And I can, I, there's no pressure on me to be this perfect wife. Um, I can take time for myself and, and yeah. just, I don't have to worry about it. And he's not alone. He's not lonely. He's not feeling like I'm trying to get rid of him. He totally, luckily he understands that I need alone time or I'm going to kill him. Um, and so that's exactly it. And one of the things too, that that kind of segues into is, um, I think imagine, and, um, I'm trying to think of how to say this the best way, but right now, especially it's very normal that nuclear family to have one, maybe two incomes in a single household with children, maybe, um, even just, you know, the mortgage, the bills, throw another adult in there and imagine how much easier your finances just got. That's a really good point. And, and if you throw kids into the situation, um, I mean, like my, my husband and I have had these like hypotheticals, not, not that, I mean, we're, we're monogamous and very happy with it, but at the same time, like we've had that talk where I'm just like, I can totally see how having like a village, like a, like a village (laughs) helping me raise my children and manage the house and, and take care of you, dear husband, because you (laughs) are a lot sometimes can, could totally be appealing. And also I think like, this is something that just, cause I'm reading this book right now that's talking a lot about infidelity and just like patterns and the psychology and everything. And it's crazy because apparently we actually are less tolerant of infidelity now than we have been ever 
um, for, for men and women. Obviously, like, it, historically, men have always gotten off easier for infidelity. Um, for a million <laughs> boys reasons. Will be boys. Yeah, of course they do. They, of course, because it, a woman who cheats is just a Jezebel. But it's so crazy to me to think that, because uh, they were reading about just how people are cheating just as much as they were in the past, not more. And yet mm. we... We think that there was a point where, like, monogamy was just this, like, easy thing where people... And I'm not saying that this doesn't happen. Like, people can stay married their entire life to just one person and only sleep with one person and be just fine. But, like, for the most part, it's, like, what, 60% of marriages have had some sort of infidelity involved. And that number actually was higher in the past. Well, and so monogamy is a relatively new social construct, though. If you think about it, like, historically... Like, look at fucking Rome. Like, Spartans. Spartans are Romans. Oh, Rome <laughs> was nasty. Nasty. There's lots of nasty stuff going on. But you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't frowned upon. Everybody did it. And then with the rise of Christianity, monogamy, yeah. only one partner, mm. don't wear. Agriculture played a big part in that. Yes. Agriculture. agriculture. Specifically plow agriculture as opposed to hoe agriculture. That's that's in the you book. You just I wanted to say plow and hoe. The, the invention of the plow is actually was a huge um, turning point for women becoming more uh, stuck in the home with children. Because mm-hmm. anyway... The book's really good. I'll have to send you the link. Uh, what are you are you guys planning to maybe one day have children? Um, right now, no. We were for a while, um, but we kind of. I was over the last probably about a year now. I've actually really been struggling with that thought because, of course, in the society that we're in, especially as women, where we're raised, you will have children. There is no. You might have children. You will have children. Gotcha. Um, that's how we're brought up. And that was something that I was struggling with because my whole life, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a mom. I will have children. Um, and in the last year or so, I've been questioning, do I even want children? Um, and to me, that was... Do you uh, like sleep? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that something that you just really I enjoy? I love sleep. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and let you in on a little fucking sleep. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little past a year in, but I'm still not fucking sleeping. So... <laughs> It's true. They really don't let you sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's 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 good to really think about it. Um, I, I mean, the, and I and I'm I'm sorry if that was invasive to ask. I I don't like oh, no. asking people if they plan on having children because I know so many people struggle with fertility issues. And um, but the but that was actually that came up a lot in our questions mm-hmm. from listeners. Yeah. It's just how does a polyamorous um polycule deal with children being in the picture? Um, how do they decide? How does that family dynamic work um, where you have children who are relying on these adults for, you know, things? And I can see how it would probably get more complicated because, but then again, I can't see how it would be any more complicated than a single person dating Mm -hmm. while they have a child and the child meeting multiple people. Um, You can feel free to jump on in there. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of those things that really depends and it depends on the dynamic that, that the, the group wants to bring. So there are some poly people who may have a solid couple who have children and they go on dates and they have other partners that never see those children. Um, and they're agreeable to that. Like they're not trying to, it's not like someone's trying to hide these partners from their children. It's just 
they decide, you know what, we have multiple partners, we're casually dating, we don't want to bring them into our child's life, especially if they're younger children. Um, so we're just not going to do that. But they're open and honest. They'll be like, hey, I have kids, but I'd really rather you weren't involved. And if the person that they're dating is like, no, that's not acceptable. Okay, bye. Nice to see you. Gotcha. Um, there are some people who, so for us, for personal experience, what we were looking at when we were considering having children um, is that, so again, our ideal would be to be a closed triad with another man. And for us, we had discussed it and I was completely open to having a child with my husband and then having a child with our other partner. Um, I was okay with that. If, if that was what they wanted, if our other partner didn't want kids, all the better. I don't have to be pregnant again. Um, <laughs> There are some people. You get them out of the way at one time. All you got to say is boom, twins. Boom, twins. Sorry. There are some people who may go another route. So the best example I can think of is um, Neil Patrick Harris and his partner. I think his name is Dave Barca. Um, They had a surrogate and she was inseminated with both of their sperm. They don't know who is the biological child for their twins or the biological father. And they don't care, right, and they don't want to know. So there's people who could do that, um, where you're raising these children as your own. It doesn't matter who the biological child is. And to me, that's not too different from being a step-parent, where you're coming into this child's life. You may not have been the the DNA donor, but that doesn't mean that child isn't yours. Um, There are some people who may choose to have children and then – you know, they'll, they'll quote unquote stop being poly for a while. They'll focus on their child. And then when their child's older and able to maybe fend for themselves, maybe to understand mom and dad have different partners or mom and mom, dad, dad, however your, whatever your situation is, um, they're able, better able to understand the concept of polyamory. They might start dating again. They might bring people around the house. There's some people who get pregnant and bam, right off the bat, their child is surrounded by multiple people who are all romantically and sexually involved. Any situation can happen and is okay as long as you do it right and everybody's consenting and it's not harming the child. Yeah, no, it, it, I was reading um, about just uh, anthro- anthropologists who had, who had studied just like the history of, of people long, 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 long time ago about um, like hunter-gatherer societies where paternity was, uh, women slept with whatever men they wanted so that paternity was never actually determined and therefore the men raised all the children as if they were their own so it's basically a collective like everybody's helping the mom with her children and um they say that there there was the you know the um psychological reason behind that is that it it made it more likely for the child to survive um it wasn't just Mm -hmm. one man and one woman taking care of the child it was an entire village. You know what? I think we should bring that back because yes. I've been reading a lot of really <laughs> terrible fucking stories. You just want to sleep. <laughs> you Where just want. Is that? So if I was like, <laughs> Rachel, I know this guy who wants to be polyamorous with you and your husband. You don't have to like sleep with him or anything. Just he's going to let you sleep and take care of your baby at night. He's a night nurse. You want a night nurse husband? Yeah, you down? I know I we were talking about this in my little family group chat that we have going on with my uh, sister and my mom and my husband and I was like what kind of relationship is it where I only have one husband but then I have three more people involved and one cooks one cleans and one takes care of the children my mom's like that's called being rich (laughs) (laughs) oh she's not wrong yeah I was like that sounds cool but now I mean I as a woman 
Um, and I know it's it's probably very very rare, but like yeah, the thought of having more than one if you're a heterosexual woman and and you have just, just a couple husbands to just help you with all them kids, man, that sounds relaxing. Right. Take Someone care of the kids. Rub those feet. One of them can rub my feet. One can watch the kids. One can mow the lawn, and the other one can you know cook. <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but cooking is more appropriate. Cooking. We all need to cook. eat. Um, There's other things we all need to do, but <laughs> cooking is also. So jealousy, it's probably the first thing people ask you about. And that seems to, it, it totally, that was the first thing I'm thinking is, oh my gosh, how do you, how do you share the person that you love? So have you guys dealt with jealousy um, or how, I mean, every relationship's different. Is there a train? Yeah. Oh yeah. We live next to the train track. Sorry. No, it's okay. My mom lives near uh, the town. My mom lives in, you can hear trains all the time. I, I actually really like it. Um, so jealousy, what, what has been your experience with jealousy? If any jealousy at all? So I found that, um, jealousy more often than not tends to be on the side of the street of the person who's jealous. Um, and at least for me, and it makes, I, as I've noticed in polyamorous relationships, if jealousy pops up, the person who's feeling jealous tends to get very introspective and they start to think, what is making me jealous? Am I missing time with this partner? Are they doing things with that partner that I wish they would do with me? Stuff like that. And what's important is having that open communication. So if I feel like my husband is spending too much time with his boyfriend and it's starting to make me jealous, I need to be the one to nicely go to him and say, Hey, I'm kind of feeling a little neglected. You're spending a lot of time with your boyfriend. We need to, can we discuss this? Can we take care of this? Um, and then it comes to the other person. It's kind of one of those things where they need to be receptive to that and understand that um, they've, you know, it, it needs to be an open discussion. They need to say, okay, you know what? I'm spending a lot of time with them. Um, let's go do this or I'll work on this or, or it may become a situation depending on the kind of personalities that you have where they'll say, okay, it's getting out of hand. I, we need to schedule, like we need to create a schedule where I spend, you know, a dedicated time with each person. Um, so, but I think one thing too is understanding that jealousy is going to happen no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're monogamous, poly, whatever, jealousy is going to happen. Um, and something that can happen too is, the kind of that new relationship euphoria that can kind of happen yeah. where they want to spend all of their time with this new person. And I think for Polly, typically we understand that that's a thing that happens and it will pass. You just kind of, you know, you might say, Hey, you're kind of spending a lot of time with person B. Can we go on a date? You know, I still exist. Make sure you, you know, kind of thing just to kind of remind them, Hey, don't forget I'm here. More often than not, you're going to find somebody's really receptive to that and be like, okay, my bad. I love you. You know, let me, let me fix it. When you need to spend time with your significant other and you have kids, you can just throw that fucking thought away. But not <laughs> if you have two husbands. Rachel, you're so I'm just, smart. I've got so many good ideas. So now I just need to find a, yeah, no, that's never going to happen. <laughs> my husband's never going to let me have a second husband. <laughs> So I just need to get rich so I can get a maid and a nanny. Play there the you go. Yeah. Can't so, wait if you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with all that money? I'm going to get a nanny. <laughs> I'm really tired. Um, so, yeah, I know the new relationship euphoria, that sounds, I mean, because that's, that's one thing that I think people struggle with with monogamy is just you can 
deeply, deeply love a person and be super, super connected with them and like loyal to them in an emotional sense, but you miss that new feeling. And I feel like polyamory probably gives you an opportunity to experience that without tearing apart everything you've built with the other person. It definitely can. Um, there can be negative sides to that as well, though you will get people who kind of get um, almost addicted to that feeling. And so they hop from partner to partner to partner to partner to partner oh, yeah. um, without creating anything substantial. Yeah. At that point, now, it's kind of like maybe you should be single. Yeah. And, and, you know, for some people, again, it's one of those things where if that works for you, if that, if you're happy with that lifestyle and that's what you want and your partners are aware that you're like, Hey, I'm here for the honeymoon phase and then I'm GTFO. That's okay. But more often than not, that kind of, I see a lot of people who don't feel satisfied with that kind of relationship if they don't have something solid. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, that actually just made me think of something. I'm going to kind of derail for a second. Um, get tested kids. (laughs) um that's one of the big things we have a friend who has a friend of a friend who's involved with someone who has like seven or eight sexual partners they're not using protection and none of them get tested oh that sounds exhausting you know what's cool about using protection if you're the female there's less cleanup Hey, girl, you yeah. right, you right, I you know. right, you oh, right. That's, yeah. That person is playing a very dangerous game. Yeah, definitely. Right, and any one of the partners that are involved with that person are also kind of, it's like, just just get tested, kids. Just get tested. I, no, it's very, very important. I mean, now that, that's pretty intriguing to me, having seven or eight sexual partners. How do you not lose your, your fucking mind? That's a lot of people. But then again, I shirt myself with that many partners at one time. And you know how that makes me feel? Fucking tired. (laughs) Not like like fucking tired. Just just super duper tired. I mean, I'm sure she probably, this person probably looks like, oh, there's seven days of the week. Hey, good point, I suppose. (laughs) But damn, sometimes you just want to watch Netflix in the bathtub alone. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know too many details about that situation. That's kind of all I've really heard, but it just was one of those things where it's like, I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole because oh, nobody's not. getting That's tested. Just, it's just irresponsible, especially in this day and age where there's just so much information and so many resources. There's just no reason for that. Isn't there like yeah, a super just, strain of like gonorrhea or chlamydia right now that's like probably becoming <laughs> antibacterial. It's becoming antibiotic resistant. I'm not mistaken. I read, I read something. I read. Get, get tested. That's that's all I'm saying. Get tested. So I can see how you're. So you're. Uh, and I'm. I'm sorry if I'm getting the terminology wrong, but like a triad, like you said, where if you could find another <laughs> pansexual or bisexual man, and it was the three of you, that would probably be the most. Oh, what's the word? Like, like. I don't want to say easy because I'm sure it's never easy dealing with multiple people's feelings. Like being dealing with one husband is exhausting, <laughs> but. Um, that probably would alleviate a lot of the whole like you're spending too much time with so-and-so because if it's really just all three of you equally attached to each other it definitely yeah it's and for us it's um 
you know, having it, we legit, if we were to find that, and we're, because that's what we're looking for in the community, we're referred to as unicorn hunters, because the odds of finding something like that are pretty damn slim. Rachel knows that. (laughs) I saw a book I almost bought on Amazon called Hunting the Great Unicorn or something like that. Was it about polycules? Yeah. Nice. It's triads. Mm -hmm. And um, then I was like, do I have time to read this? (laughs) And I Audiobooks, Rachel. Audiobooks. This one was actually it was written by the uh, by the creator uh, of of Polyland, and so um, I I did a little um, I read a bunch of reviews on it, <clears throat> and um, it was very interesting. Like it was talking about how it can be used through various various levels of um, uh, of being like if, if you're just starting out or if it's. Uh, you know, you've decided that you want to find that unicorn with, with you and your other partner um, and stuff like that. And it was, I enjoyed reading the reviews. I'm just, I'm super curious about everything. We like to do a learn, but yeah. not about math. I don't like math. Yeah, math sucks. No, math. Although, speaking of math, I'm sitting here trying to come <clears> up, <throat> like, configure in my head a triad, what everyone has to identify, like, what sort of sexuality everyone's kind of got to have or not have. Because, like... It depends on speaking, the people. Like I'm super hetero. Like I just don't. I don't. I'm not sexually interested in women at all. So for okay, let's let's use you as a, a an example. Um, I'm assuming I'm going to assume that your husband is also very heterosexual. Very. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> if you were to get another husband or another partner, another, another male partner, husband. you would be in a V because so you're the bottom of the V, and each husband is the other point. Because they're not in a relationship, there's no connection between them to form the triad. What's up? I'm down with that. One can do the <laughs> dishes, one can fucking mow the lawn. I just really need a maid. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my joke. I'm like, well, when Bill Skarsgård finally notices right? me. <laughs> he finally figures this out. Uh, I wonder how many relationships really exist like that, though, where it's like one heterosexual, or a V, like you said, like a V. That's... I- really like the fact that you said bottom of the V because do you know how many jokes you opened up for me? Bottom of the V! (laughs) (laughs) That gets torn in childbirth. Fair warning. Not if you get them (laughs) I wouldn't know. My vagina's ruined. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No fucking shame, these bitches. God. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah no a couple of the girls i work with was like my vagina's in great shape i cut them out and i was like are you vaginal birth shaming and everyone just died <laughs> laughing i was like my vagina's ruined but i've already trapped a man so we're solid yeah we're solid you're good you're he's good. good he's stuck with me even yeah. though he likes to post embarrassing pictures of me on facebook for valentine's day i was like jokes on oh. you you married me Yep. Right. You uh, agreed to this here, yeah. buddy. You, you've you been in this for a while, and you've had two <laughs> children with me. The child support alone is going to cost you. Yeah. Do you really <laughs> want to go down that road? I'm I, I'm trying. I, I have so many questions in my head, and now I'm forgetting them. I, I, oh, so if you're – so, like, you and your uh, – the couple, couple privilege. If you really didn't like somebody that he was with, do you get veto power? Sorry. 
Rachel, stop hurting yourself. <laughs> she hit herself with an instant pot the other day. I, it wasn't. It was, <laughs> it was the plug-in. I went to grab it out of the um, grab it out of the, it the whipped, wall. It hit your face. And it fucking hit my forehead. And it drew blood. Oh, so there's a reason that I'm sitting the way I am. There's a reason your son fell off the back of the couch. That is very true. <laughs> Those Rileys, they like to live on the edge, eh? So veto power. Do you get veto power when it comes to your husband's relationships? Um, some people will live it that way. We don't we don't draw a hard line like that. Mm -hmm. Um we've talked about it and luckily my husband and I tend to like very similar people. Um so we don't see it necessarily being a problem, but it's one of those things where if it came up and I was like, that dude's a creep, he needs to go. My yeah. husband would be like, okay, hold on. And we would discuss it and he'd be like, well, I'm still interested in pursuing it. I just won't bring him around the house. You won't see him, you won't meet him. And I can just be like, I'm not comfortable for us. For me, at least I'd be like, I'm not comfortable with it, but it's your life. Just, you know, and I might draw lines like no sex. That might be a line where I'm just like, I don't trust him. No sex, not not okay with that, and so it's it's a, a give and take. Um, but more often than not, my husband's like, "Dude's a creeper, I'm out," and I'm like, "Okay." How long has um, has your husband been um, in a relationship with his current partner? Because I know you you said that you guys spent Thanksgiving last year together. Right? So he it's it's been a couple of years, but. Um, for most of 2018, he was not very present. He lives pretty far up north, so it's really hard for us to physically kind of get together and hang out and do anything like that. Um, and he was also working full time and taking like four classes in college. Um, so it, he just kind of, he semi ghosted on us because we just, he was too busy. Um, and he did a lot of apologizing and a lot of groveling, um, towards the end of the year. Um, and so now it's, it's kind of one of those things where we talked about it and, and they've talked about it and they talk all the time on the phone. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, my husband's okay with where things are. Um, and I trust him to take care of himself. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, I'll voice concerns. Um, but it, so it's been it's been a couple of years, but it's kind of you know off and on a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's them. I like, I learned a lot tonight. And, I learned so you know, much. I, I still I, have more. I just can't just can't think. Well, do we want to do some would you rather's? Sure. Let's play this game. Wait, I, I know there's more questions. Ah, brain, <laughs> stupid okay. brain. I'll tell you what. You go ahead. Of I'm gonna think of questions for you, Alicia. <laughs> some of these are absurd, and some of them are very, very raunchy. Oh, I keep telling you need to um, just you're gonna have to get my husband on here and just play the pun cards for like an hour because he what loves those things. I think also, pun cards are evil, mm -hmm. and I am against them. Um, I, was I am too. They are against got, my religion. Um, I got Zach. Uh, for Valentine's Day, his card was cheese puns. It's like you're my Ooh. cheddar half. We go Gouda together, and I love breeing with you. My husband would love cheese that. Puns. 
I have a question regarding religion. <laughs> um, are either of you spiritual, religious in any way? Um, spiritual, I guess, is kind of the better way to do it. Um, my was not raised in a religious household because my parents had it shoved down their throats and they were like, we're not going to do that to our children. Yeah. Um, and my husband was raised in, he was basically raised in AA, um, which is kind of its own form of spirituality and understanding. Um, so I, in the last about year and a half, I have started practicing witchcraft, um, which has been, helped me find some fulfillment and peace in my life. Um, I don't typically pray or call down gods or anything like that. Um, so it, for us, it's, we're more spiritual. Um, it, it, we, you typically find people that are more spiritual than religious in the community, just because in most of the major religions that are around right now, most of them Christian based monogamy is the rule. Yeah. That was kind of my, my point, like just something that I'm trying to kind of because I I was raised Catholic, confirmed Catholic. I still consider myself Catholic, but like social, I mean, at the same time, I, I'm definitely one of those picky, choosy people where I'm like, you know, especially when it relates to sex. I'm just like premarital sex. Yeah, I mean, obviously I did it. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I, I guess where I'm going with this is like, if someone, there's, there's got to be people out there who are poly and who identify with a religion that says that poly mm-hmm. is wrong. Just like there are homosexual people who are Christians and they've, and they're Christians because they believe in Christ, but then they have, you know, certain people in the church telling them it's wrong, even though I'm not yeah. going to go down that road of like the interpreting the Bible and picking and choosing. But I, I'd be curious to know how many people in the poly community are dealing with kind mm-hmm. of like the conflict between what they've been, yeah, yeah what they've been told is okay and what but they're just not sure how much of it, you know, like, it's kind of like. It's definitely, I mean, being, being not like, I don't follow a specific faith. Um, so definitely not something I have experience with. I'm sure there are people that deal with it. Um, the reason that my, an entire branch of my family is not involved in our lives anymore is because they objected to our polyamorous choice on religious beliefs yeah that's that's, that's, (laughs) as someone who identifies that's not the christian thing to do i mean and it just it just blows my mind how people pick and choose like what things they're willing to put their foot down over like i can tell you a lot of my christian friends were partying it pretty hard and sleeping around at one point in their life but because they're married and settled down now all is well and i'm like i think and i (sighs) I don't know. I'm not going to get too much into the religion because I'll get heated. But um, yeah, I, I just it's like it's like as someone who I consider myself a Christian because I believe in Christ. But at the same time, I look at something like polyamory and I think to myself, if you're if you're following God's word and loving people and and do mm-hmm. and doing good and being honest and caring for the poor, the things that I think are the important parts of being a Christian, um, you know, and you're raising your children to be kind and you're treating them well and you're treating your partners well. I'm just like, man, it's it's crazy to me that as a society, especially even as Christians, that we're more okay with a family being split in half and torn apart than we are with a, another person being brought in if it's done yeah. correctly. So that was just something that I've kind of been like chewing on lately. It's just like the, the weird, um, I don't know if dichotomy is the word. It's a big word. 
I, I'm tired. It's, it's a, actually, it's pretty, okay, so coming from the English major, it's a pretty good word for it because a lot of, I know a word. Um, it, 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 there are, I'm, I have no doubt there are people who are poly who follow a Christian religion, um, and have to deal with what they're, what they've been brought up and what, what some people in their religion believe. But for me, at least like, I, I tend to have some issue, some issue with monotheistic religions because they've caused some serious crap and done some really nasty things and are still doing it. Absolutely. Um, but at the base, so I've done, I done, a, I've done a lot of studying in mythology. I've done a lot of um, kind of ancient history studying and stuff like that. And if you look at almost any religion, the baseline is how to be a good human, be kind, love each other, yes. take care of each other, um, and. To me, Unless from any religion, they can go fuck off. <laughs> they don't count. Goodbye. Um, there, there's a yeah. couple groups I definitely put it in the chuck them in the fuck it bucket. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scientologists for sure. Also, uh, I have a question. Yeah. Would oh God, here she goes. Have the national anthem changed to Chumbawamba's tub thumping, or the <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance changed to the lyrics of Baby Got Back? Oh, Baby Got Back. Oh, see, I was going to go tub thumping. Place <laughs> your hand over your heart. Uh, I like big and I cannot lie. <laughs> under, one, one nation under the flag. My anaconda don't want none. That's kind of where we are right now. We are a very uh, gluteus maximus obsessed nation. So I don't um, think we're Oh, there's an ass in the White House. Ass. Girl, don't even get me. Ass, oh, ass, yeah, no, ass, don't ass, even. Ass, mm-hmm. ass, ass, ass. <laughs> but yeah I don't did I throw I don't, you off with the butt you did do you want me to ask some questions yeah do that give me I that book I wasn't, I wasn't finding any so um Ooh, who's your celebrity crush Ooh. oh my gosh I was thinking about this I'm like oh, okay wait because like celebrity hall pass or whatever I'm like half oh, yeah the cast everybody has one or two or three yeah um well and here's so I just yeah I could this is kind of one of the cool things about being poly and being with someone who is also attracted to men is I could be like, Hey, I'm at this bar and Zach Efron's trying to hook up with me. And my husband would send back, send pics. Like that's the response I would get. <laughs> so wait, is that, I love Zach Efron. I didn't use to, but I like his personality. He's so he popped into my head because I've been trying to catch up on my favorite murder and they were just talking about the Ted Bundy thing. Um, but lately I've been, hooked to uh taron egerton wait who? your face is <laughs> um he... i'm gonna what? do a quick i'm gonna do a quick why don't you just let me do the go yeah you do it on your phone right here and that way he you played um he played eggsy in the kingsman movies yep. he did that sure. rod the robin hood movie that just came out um he's i'm playing... not allowed to say anything because i like ghouls <laughs> i like ghouls i mean i also I really like cool james though. badge dale I think he's cute, and he's not a ghoul. I googled him. He's pretty cute. I'm on. Thank I'm on you. Team Rachel. Sorry. He's like a manly man. He's like a, a guy. I mean, I oh, know. speaking of, um. Okay. Yeah. No. He's he's cute. He's cute. I agree, Alicia. He's kind of cute. Have you guys watched Sing? Yeah. He played the voice of the the young gorilla that sings. <gasps> okay, that makes me like him even more because he has the right? voice of an angel, a gorilla yes! angel. Ooh, there's a yeah. new. There's He's maybe. playing Elton John. Oh, maybe there's not. 
They're doing Sing too as well. They're doing uh-huh. that. So. I didn't like Sing the first time I saw it, but you know, the more I watch it, because unfortunately that's how things go around here. They 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 pick a movie and they have to watch it till it's dead. So I like it a little bit more now. Tonight when we were at dinner, um, have you have you heard of the band The Dead South? They have this song called "In Hell I'll Be in Good Company." That's grim. Uh, it's I like it's, it. It's very bluesy, twangy, like. I highly, I highly recommend it. Anyways, um, the music video is just the four of them singing and, and they're just dancing in, in various places. Anyways, uh, the kids love that music video. So tonight when we were at our super ultra romantic dinner at a dive bar and my kids were losing their shit and I put on Color Crew on YouTube, they weren't having it. So then I was like, you know what? I'll play this song for them. And as soon as I did, both of them were just like, You love this song. They shut up it's, and they just zoned in on it. I, I love it. I love it. You guys should watch the music video and I can do some of those dance moves. Like mainly the snapping one where you're just kind of like up and down like this. I'm really good at that one. So. <laughs> this is a good one. Would you rather upon orgasm ejaculate a cup of honey or a gallon of gasoline? Things to consider. Tea. Rising gas prices, bear attacks, and your carbon footprint. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with honey because gasoline, good God. Yeah, but honey is so sticky and I need to put gas in my car. That's a good point. You, you would to... reduce your carbon footprint technically because, well, I don't know if we'd reduce it, but we'd be at least not be, yeah, no, that I'm not paying for it. Y'all are right. Yeah. Well, Y'all are right. Well, it's, it's only a gallon, but if you get a gas efficient car like I'm riding in tonight, you're good. <laughs> um, I brought Zach's car, not Janice, because Janice needs gas. Zach has a, a hybrid, and I've gotten one chance to drive it when we all were coming back from Worst Fest, and he thinks it's like a video game, watching the screen, trying to stay in the mm-hmm. green zone. He's like, the more leaves you have, the better. I lost a lot of leaves. I, we have a hybrid as well, and I knew exactly what you were talking yeah, about when you were leaves. talking about that. Retain the leaves. My flipping, my husband puts it on like the grading one where it's like acceleration, braking, and cruising. So my flipping car gives me a flipping grade. And I was a 4.0 student. I am not okay with this. Yeah, I, I, that's how I, I drove over here on that because I was just like, I'm just gonna do my thing, and I get too focused on the leaves. But then everything was turning in yellow instead of being blue, and I was like, I bet you this quarter tank of gas is not going to get him to work tomorrow after the way I'm driving this thing. My car is very judgy. I can imagine hybrid cars would be kind of like, no offense, kind of douchey to you. You know, they're just kind of like, I'm a hybrid. (laughs) Just like your truck is like, hey man, let's pay some (laughs) gas. Would you rather have breast implants filled with bacon bits or living chinchillas? (laughs) What? I mean, you have to suspend disbelief here. Let's assume that this is possible. I'm just thinking. I mean, can I pet the chinchillas? I love chinchillas. I would never wish for them to be in an implant. I'll take the bacon bits. I would also take the bacon bits. What about regular M&Ms or peanut M&Ms in your breast implants? I'd say regular and much more fluid motion when you squeeze them. Yeah, but do they melt? Oh shit! Melt in your mouth and not in your hand. 
but touche. <laughs> but just think about it. If that okay, so like hypothetically speaking, if they melted and then they hard to get, so like in the summer you'd have like jiggly boobs, and then in the winter you'd have like super firm perky boobs. What if they didn't melt perkily? What if they were like lumpy? <laughs> or they, they like shaped whatever way you fall asleep. Well, never mind. Fuck it. I'm taking the peanut MMs because the peanuts will give you some stability. Peanuts. Give it's you all they all sink to the bottom. I like that. Peanuts give you stability. Oh, but that Would you rather have a greeting card microchip implanted in your vagina that plays Feliz Navidad every time you spread your legs? Or one that makes the sound of an air horn every time you orgasm. Air horn. The neighbors need to know that shit. <laughs> you can never have inconspicuous sex, though. Like, you sneak away at, like, a party and... You couldn't even masturbate. No. You can even, like, sneak away and be like, I need some alone time. Yeah. And then your husband's like, what you doing? God damn it, Janice is masturbating again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, these are good. So, uh, you and I went to kindergarten together, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now I'm, so, I'm just like, I was so, like, convinced earlier, and then I was like, wait a second. Um, so, uh, I was at the store the other day and I passed by an old lady who smelled like our kindergarten teacher. Oh God. Do you know the kind of feelings of fear that invoked? <laughs> I know that woman was scary. She was terrifying. And my babysitter who was, I think he's like 12 years older than I am. He was my babysitter. He's not my babysitter anymore. I'm an adult, and I'm in charge of kids now. Um, he also had her as a kindergarten teacher. Uh, and, yeah, I just, when I think about, and sometimes I sometimes I walk by people that smell like her, and it makes me super uncomfortable. It's very it, triggering. It, it is. I'm just like, why do you smell like that? Her ghost is following me around, being telling me things about left and right. I was I was that kid that doesn't know the difference between left and right. It's, Holding up your fingers in the shape of L's. I still, I still, I still do, do that, that too. You, <laughs> you asked me what side I needed to sit on, and I literally like put the phone down, and I was like, I need the camera to be facing my left side. Yeah, we had a conversation before Rachel got here today where it was like, hold on, make sure my phone's still recording this. She was like, well, I've got a bruise on the right side of my face, so I need to sit on whatever side of the table the camera will not see that. And I was like, well, you're in luck, Rachel, because I have a pimple on the left side of my face. Okay, well, so we did this quite well. In the interest of full disclosure, it was not just the, the little bruise thingy. Um, so on Sunday, Zach and I drove, took a two-hour road trip to Junction to pick up the deer that he had processed. He, he hunts. Anyways, uh, on the way back, I happened to take a peek in the mirror and I saw a ginormous blackhead under my nose. Always fun. I was looking for anything sharp in my car. <laughs> I must get it. Uh, I use... Didn't we talk about how, like, I, I'm a picker. Like, in the last episode, we talked about how you yeah. use a fish hook. Yeah. So, anyways, I yeah. found a Starbucks stopper. Not good. Not not no, fish hooks. No, no. Not, not Starbucks stoppers. Anyways, 
I dug so hard into my nose, and then I was like, you know what would probably make this not get infected? Hand sanitizer. Oh. Um, yeah, it hurt as bad as I thought it was going to, and then the skin's just been really dry because I like really put a hurting on it, and now it's just kind of dry and red and uncomfortable, and it's turned into a pimple, which that was a really nice one. <laughs> oh, on the question of relationships again, what what is it? So I've heard the term monogamish be thrown around. Is that an umbrella term that covers all of the non-monogamy, or is that is that its own thing in and of itself? I have I've heard people call themselves monogamish. Yeah, I think that that tends to be people who are like. Um, we're monogamous. We have like our, our set couple, but every now and then one of them typically will go have like a one night stand or go on a date or, or something like that. So it's, it's like poly light. Poly, kind yeah. of how to it's look the at diet it. Coke of poly. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, um, shit. Now I can't remember what I was going to say. Well, gosh, dang monogamy. Oh, I was reading somewhere that Megan Fox and her husband Brian something Austin or other. Green. Austin Green. Austin, not, not Brian. Austin. Brian <laughs> Austin Green. Brian. Okay, I was half right. Brian Austin Green. They have a, I would call, they, they're monogamish in the sense that she is allowed to have as many male partners as she wants, but he is allowed no one but her. And I just want to say, good on ya. <laughs> I mean. I mean. She's Megan Fox. She can do that shit, I guess. But I mean, honestly, the only way you can do that is someone lets you do that to them. And he has allowed this to happen. So he either is okay with it or I hope. I know, right? (laughs) What kind of, like, what's the word? So I have a a question. Um, When I was living in Guam, I knew someone who said that her and her husband were in an open relationship, but it was only open on her side. And also, her boyfriend had no idea what she was doing. No. That's okay. That's yeah. not because I called her out on it. I was like, "That's not an open relationship, my friend. Open means that he knows what's going on." And um, well, okay. So, I mean, are guinea pigs nocturnal? I think we said they are. Yeah, I don't know. There's one of the air ducts. Sorry, I have, my kids' guinea pigs are like running extremely fast laps around their cage, and it's it's startled Rachel. It kind of sounds like the noises that I am listening for when I'm out walking in my yard attempting to not step on snakes. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. They're not snakes. They're guinea pigs. I I promise. If if they were snakes, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't want to be my friend. Not that there's anything wrong with having snakes. I just don't want snakes. I don't. uh, Snakes have two penises. So, um. Dick, dick. (laughs) <laughs> there are some poly relationships so there are some people or they're kind of similar to like people who like to be cuckolded um they like to be cheated on and so there are some relationships where the guy will be like i give you permission to cheat on me and then she goes and does um and they never talk about it i mean ideally and she should uh, occasionally be checking and be like is it still okay if i do this yeah. but the cool? the, the mm-hmm. person who allows it gets off on the thought that they're being cheated on and they like it um so mm. that is a thing that happens it's i haven't really come across it very much i don't think it's a very um popular thing a lot yeah. of people have issue with it um and it there's there's weird lines in like do you tell the people that you're 
you know, because some people get off on the idea that they're the other person. So then it's like, well, do you tell them that technically my husband knows I'm cheating on him with you? Like, it it, it gets really, really gray really, really fast. Wow, Um, I didn't even think about that. You're right. There's a lot of ways that that could get real fishy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so it it can get really weird really fast. Um, You can still cheat and be poly. That's one thing that I run into is like, well, you just want an excuse to to cheat or to not, you know, to sleep around and and get away with cheating. You can still cheat and be poly. Like if my husband was to go out and pick somebody up and sleep with them and not tell me he cheated on me. Um, so that's one thing that we run into, um, Rachel, you and I have kind of had a conversation Mm -hmm. talking about like some people will be like, Oh, let's be poly. Um, because they want that excuse to go sleep around, but they're not going to allow their partner to be poly. And if their partner is not agreeable to that, it's not okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really good point. So in your relationship, because I'm sure it's different for everybody, um, if your husband finds somebody that he's interested in or you find somebody that you're interested in, do you have to come to each other first before you initiate any sort of, like, contact, whether it be sexual or in whatever? Um, so, for like, both of us are on dating apps. And so stuff like that, we're, especially my husband's a very popular man on those apps. For they, <laughs> Them boys like the, the skinny guys. Um, and so he has a bunch of people that he talks to. Um, typically he will come to me and say, Hey, I've been talking to this guy for a while. He wants to go get coffee. Um, and that's when he'll, he'll typically initiate, um, every now and then I'll be flipping through and I'll flip my phone over and be like, Hey, is this one cute? Or am I really tired right now? Um, I kind of do stuff like that, but typically for us, um, we'll, initiate when it's actually going to be like physically meeting in person is typically when we'll be like, Hey, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go out I'm going to go grab a drink with this guy. Are you okay with it? And we'll also have a discussion about boundaries at that time. So, um, it'll be like, I'm going to go get a drink with this person. What is okay? What is not okay? Um, so is it like, is it okay if we have sex? Is it okay if we kiss? Is it okay if we make out in the parking lot? That conversation happens to see what we're comfortable with and what boundaries we prefer. And if we're okay, like, and then of course that give and take of like, is that acceptable? Um, if I say, Hey, don't have sex with this guy you're going to have coffee with. Does he agree to it or not? Do we need to discuss it further? Counselor. I was going to say, I, I wonder how, how much of an issue that is in poly relationships where, like, you say, say you're in a, in a poly relationship and then you meet somebody who you're very attracted to and very interested in and you want to what, go straight to sleep. Like, you really want to sleep with them. And your partner's like, no. How does that get resolved? Because I can imagine if it's something you're hell-bent on doing, it's probably very difficult to be told No. Mm-hmm. it's it's going to have to be a conversation. At least for us, that's what it's got to be. It's got to be another... I, if I was like, hey, this guy's really hot and he wants to sleep with me, and my husband's like, yeah, no, not comfortable with that, um, it's, it, it, he, he, he gives his answer. It comes back on me to be like, well, I don't agree with that. I'm going to do it anyway, mm-hmm. um, which I that could be a potential problem. He could be like, why, you know, I'm not respecting his wishes. Um, and he is one of my partners. I need to respect him and his desires. And so at least for us, um, we are very give and take in our relationship. And so if something were like that to come along, I would, um, probably be like, okay, well, what if we did went to like this particular stopping point, but didn't actually have intercourse? Are you comfortable with that? And kind of, negotiate it and then go to the the other person and be like, look, 
because I'm, we're very open. We tell like on our profiles and everything, we're married, we have a main partner. Um, we're not trying to hide it or anything like that. So I would go to the person who's interested and be like, okay, look, you know, this is where the boundaries are for this first get together. Um, if they're not agreeable to that and I, it's going to be like, well, too bad. Hey, thanks for playing. Have a nice day. Um, so it's for, uh, it's, it all comes down to communication and be willing to give and take and respect your partner from both sides of it. Um, he has to respect my wishes, but I need to respect his wishes as well. Yeah. Sounds like it's just like a very, just a constant stream of communication, which constant. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, like that's the part that does sound exhausting to someone like me. Cause I can be a little bit, um, Matt calls it, Matt tells me it's, it's aloof. I can be aloof. I, I can kind of just, I'm, I'm not, I don't need constant contact with him uh, to be, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not very clingy or needy. And so mm -hmm. the thought of having that constant stream of communication sounds very stressful to someone like me. But at the same time, I wonder if monogamous relationships fail because we don't have that forced I wouldn't say forced but necessary communication like that constant like how are things changing how do you feel today how do you feel mm -hmm. well like we don't have those conversations because I, I would think when you're monogamous it's like we're together we'll be together until we're not together right and that's that's it whereas Polly I feel like it puts a microscope on things of like how am I feeling now as a person like what what do mm -hmm. I want now um so I don't know. It yeah. I mean, you're, you're dead on. Like one of the major things that you come across with relationships not being very successful is that they don't communicate. But I think what happens is at first you do communicate um, when you're first getting together with someone as you're getting to know each other and then you never check in. Yes. Um, so it definitely, I can completely see like having multiple partnerships and trying to maintain those multiple partnerships can seem exhausting um, for me. Like I have severe um, major depressive disorder. And so I have low energy to start with. So the, sometimes the thought of trying to maintain relationships with multiple people is just like, it's, it, it makes my brain want to just go, nope, night, nighttime, good night, I'm going to sleep now. Yeah. Um, but it also is something, so like my husband and I have been together for so long that we don't have to communicate <laughs> um, as often as intensely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that communication that I'm talking about will happen. And when it's like, Hey, I'm going to go on a first date with this person, you know, and we need to discuss boundaries. We don't have to discuss that every single day. Um, we, he's, he's got a psychology degree. So he's there. How do you feel? And how does that make you feel? And I have to be like, knock it off. You're not my shrink. Yeah. Um, so I think something that people don't necessarily realize is that as long as you're checking in, you will fall into this rhythm with each other and with these other relationships that you're in. Um, our, our best friend that's part of our polycule, like we live just a couple miles from each other. We all work in the same place. So it's kind of easy to see each other at least a little bit and kind of maintain that connection. Um, but over the last year or so, we've really kind of just fallen into this rhythm where we we understand each other. We know each other. We can kind of usually get a feel for what's going on without having to have some in-depth conversation. And that kind of alleviates some of that pressure to feel like you have to be pouring this energy into this relationship is because you've established something. Um, and I think that's, I mean, like the thought of constantly bouncing from partner to partner to partner, like some people choose to do, you flip and exhaust the crap out of me. I'll just be yeah. single. Thank you very much. I, yeah. But, um, what you really kind of, you just kind of fall into 
a rhythm and you get to know each other, just like you would do in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Um, it's just remembering to just check in. And that goes with it, kind of any relationship is just to check in. How are things doing? Are we doing okay? Do we need to look at anything and, and work on anything? Um, and just when something new comes up, you talk about it. talked about the different various uh what's the word I'm looking for I'm not in your brain I, I don't know anyways <laughs> so for for you guys what's the most challenging thing about being a polyamorous couple um no that was a good question no yeah that's actually a good one um I think dealing with insecurities yeah. is the hardest. I mean, that's just for us. Like there, I'm sure that there are people who would give a different answer, but um, we're both kind of insecure people. And so especially um, we understood at first when we were first getting together that we needed to really build and establish our connection with each other before we could um, like try to have a relationship. It's yeah. the guinea no, pigs. The guinea pigs okay. doing the thing. And Rachel's cat, Tuna, is like, what the fuck is going on right now? She wants to kill them so bad. She just kind of looked over there like, do I need to be on predatory alert or what? But she's Tuna. She don't do much. Um, <laughs> do you think that um, you would have a harder time with jealousy if your husband was... Uh, not pansexual and wanted to date another woman do you think that you'd have trouble being one of the arms in a v i like to think not but there definitely would be some stuff that i would have to look at because um it's it's that insecurity pops up again of am i not good enough is, am I, is he going to find this other person and that was one of the things that i i dealt with at least in my side of things even with him being more interested in a male partner is am i not providing something that he needs that i'm capable of providing mm. uh, and that's just one of those things where i had to be open about it and say look i'm really worried um one of the things that we both talked about and we're really worried about is like i'm worried you're gonna go find someone else and leave me because they're better um, and I think that's a lot of people deal with that when they're getting into a polyamorous relationship. Um, and it just comes down to talking and being like, you know, he, he's of course, oh, that's never going to happen. I'm like, yeah, okay, buddy, whatever. It's hard to be reassured when everything is so, um, you know, like you, you don't know. From you just never know. Yeah, even never, in a monogamous yeah. relationship, you just yeah, never know. Never any, and it, it really, it kind of sometimes just comes down to you have to have faith in that person that they will hold up to that. And that if something changes, they will come to you and say, something has changed and we need to look at it. Um, it, it kind of sometimes you just have to trust them and that, that it comes down to not having any other option except to just trust them that they're going to hold to the uh, agreements of your relationship, which makes me sound like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. But um, <laughs> it, it, you just at some point you have to let go and trust that makes sense. I read somewhere, and I can't remember exactly what it said, but the gist of it was just talking about how deep down people, when it comes to cheating, it's not the physical act that causes so much discomfort for us, like deep down. 
at like a base level we're afraid of of losing what we have so our our home our money our relationship with our family our children things like that it's kind of like it's not even so much that we are scared of losing the person Mm -hmm. it's it's losing our life because the way we Mm -hmm. shape relationships we build everything with somebody we integrate every aspect of our life into another person um and then to lose all that you know to have everything mm -hmm. in your life connected to whether or not you are romantically involved with the person is why cheating is so or infidelity in general is just so uh, hard on us it's it's not so much that you know, I don't know. I remember what I, I'm going to look that up where I read that, but it was just, it kind of hit a note with me. I was like, that's a really good point. I don't think it's so much that we're, it's a physical thing. It's, it's more of an insecurity thing. Like you said, where it's like, yeah. I could lose everything I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it can really, something like finding out that your monogamous partner has cheated on you absolutely shakes the stability of your entire life. And it's very, it can be very violating yeah. that they did that to you. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's it can be really nasty. Absolutely. I just, just want to say you're super eloquent. Like you're eloquently <laughs> saying things that I think about, but in a potato potato kind of way. You talk real good. <laughs> <laughs> you talk good. Why say many word? Less word do trick. The flavors get to know each other in the pot. I'll stop. <laughs> it's one in the morning, Rachel. It is. We should probably wrap this up. I don't want to because I'm I, loving I, this. I, I However, don't I have to be up in five hours. I, Zach, I have to be home before Zach leaves for work. Which is very early. It's Our husbands early. go to work ungodly early. Yeah, so Zach has to be But they got early. nice abs. <laughs> oh my gosh i need to find it again i found a thing that made me think of you rachel because it was like a cat that, that it was like a black or brown cat that they put sprinkles on it was like when you look in like a snack he's <laughs> a snack like a whole meal i know it was so inappropriate at his uh his chief pinning i was like oh you looking like a snack and his mom was like what did you just say and i was like <laughs> i was like we keep it just a spark alive <laughs> a whole meal <laughs> you just look at her and say just appreciating what you created right you could say being polyamorous you're just real hungry you need lots <laughs> of snacks <laughs> one snack not enough <laughs> I can't. I can't. i'm just thinking about food now <laughs> i just I'm thinking about how you clean pop. your house could be with like a few adults just taking care of business. But then again, my sister lives with us and the house is a wreck. But that's because she's my sister and we both have kids and our kids are messy. But yeah. in, in a perfect world, a bunch of adults all pick up after themselves, right? That happens. That's a thing, right? Um, have you been to college? I was going to say, all the roommates I had before I got married, it was not like that. And I did not help because I am also not tidy. I am intelligent and artistic. And those types of people don't have to clean up after themselves. Do you talk real good, too? <laughs> I talk real good sometimes. I talk, have you seen Dumplin' Not yet. on Netflix? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I haven't watched it yet, but I want to watch it's, it so bad. Oh, my gosh. It's adorable. It was y'all, so good. A, you watch, um, you watch Pen15. Oh, yeah. Firstly, oh, yeah. We have to watch and that. And then you should watch Dumplin'. Um, okay. And then watch Dumplin'. So, so I am obsessed with this Pen15 show. Uh, 
because the two girls that wrote it, they're using their their real first names. Um, and then one of the characters, Maya, uh, she, the inspiration, they, they're literally playing themselves as seventh graders. Like, so in an in interview that Maya gave, she was like, yeah, I masturbated a lot. I didn't masturbate until I was in college. What? Yeah. I can't. I was young. College. Like I, young enough to not understand what I was doing. Well, there's this, there's this scene where she's going to town on a pillow. I never went to town on a pillow, but I think that's pretty common. From what I understand, the, really? it's common to hump pillows. I just never did anything like that. Like I definitely remember like having sexual thoughts as a child, and like, and like kind of having like that feeling of like. I want to do the sex, but then, like, like I said, never masturbate. I didn't start masturbating until after I started having sex. Like, that's how Catholic I am. Well, there's, a, there's a scene where she excuses herself to go to the bathroom, and she says she's got to poop, and so she, I can't remember, but anyway, she's in there, and she's fiddling her diddle, that's the technical term, and she's fiddling like, the did. she's like, sex. She just says sex. Trying to dirty talk? Sex. Yeah. Dirty talk to get herself turned up, and she's like, "Fingers." Oh my god! I need to watch this. I just like because it's exactly the same time period that we were in seventh grade. Yeah, and so the first episode, Maya walks into uh, school with a god awful bowl cut and a Care Bear sweatshirt that I indeed had my seventh grade year of high school. You weren't very popular, were you? Middle school. I I was hella unpopular in middle school. I was friends with a lot of people but I didn't like I our whole school was like that though like yeah did you guys go to a small school we did yeah I think I I think for for the most part our school was pretty inclusive with everybody yeah that's nice mine was not um seventh grade was probably the most difficult year of uh, school for me but then eighth was way better I just would chill. never want to relive seventh grade. Like I, I applaud feel like those seventh women. grade is just a bad time for everybody. Like who who am I? Where do I fit in here? I was so shy that I let one of my teachers call me Rochelle for all of seventh grade, and then in eighth grade he called started calling me Rochelle, and someone was like, "Her name's Rachel." <laughs> He's like, maybe she shouldn't put an e at the end of her name. God damn it. <laughs> It's yeah. her fault. <laughs> I I remember in seventh grade, that was the year I got my period. And so there were several really? unfortunate. Yeah, I'm Oof. a late bloomer on everything. I... And I still haven't gotten titties. I'm waiting. You want to talk about late bloomer? I didn't get my period until right before freshman year. Are you kidding wow. me? Wow. Okay, so you like... bloomed later than me. I got mine in like well, fifth grade, sixth grade. You're just a blooming yeah. onion. I, I, went to, I went to Ocean Shores <laughs> and the water was dirty. And I, I thought that it was just dirt from the ocean water. And it wasn't. So then I had to ask my mom for a pad, and all she had were those ultra long ones. So it went all the way up the to overnighters. Like my, my lower back and my fucking belly button. Jesus. I remember crunching every wa- every step I took. <laughs> <laughs> well, we later found out why, though. Like for mine, and we could talk about this yeah. like for ages. But um, in tenth grade, we found out I had thyroid cancer. Um, so that'll do it yeah because <laughs> the most of our it. friends like i remember them starting like sixth grade seventh grade was about the time and i'm just like dinking around for another two years not realizing how lucky i am exactly at the time you're like i just want to bleed <laughs> i remember when we were in fourth grade uh one of the girls her mom let her start shaving her legs and um 
we were doing the physical maturation thing, and I just remember being oh. so jealous. So I shaved my legs, and I shaved the fucking skin off my ankle. Oh, yeah, it's a rite of passage. Oh. Just, just scraping just like, it off. I just, oh, man, I thought she was so cool. And then I shaved, like, this this one-inch patch of skin off of my Ooh, Oh, God. And I just remember being like, I don't like Never it. shaving again. Yeah. It's like, it's like my girls are kind of like, when do I start to get to shave? I don't know why I made them talk like that. But anyway, I'm just like, <laughs> don't be in a rush, kid. But I, I mean, you can't tell a little girl anything when they are like, I'm old enough. I should be shaving and having periods by now. And you're just like, don't be in a rush to, you know, embrace the suck. That is the yeah, well, especially when they're surrounded by their friends who are starting to do it. And... Well, and I, there, it's happening sooner, isn't it? Like yeah. with every generation, mm-hmm. just due to hormonal changes and the food we eat and everything. So I'm kind of, I know, but my daughter's seven and came home and was like, my friend got her period today. I was like, what? what? But I think that seven? She, was, she was older though. The girl was in, I think, fifth grade, which I that's normal. That's but I was just kind of like, it just kind of hit me like, oh my God, I'm going to be having like this, this is going to happen in our house soon. And it's yeah. like. And it's, it's gonna just, be fucking awful. Cause uh, you know what's little, what's worse than than tweens having their period? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. 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 Break. Tell your husband. Just brace yourself. Oh yeah, I already told Matt. I was like, just go get an apartment and just leave. <laughs> like, I won't be mad. Just send money. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he only grew up with brothers. He has a half sister, but they were not close. She's quite a bit older than him, and they were not close. But he only has brothers, so like, I'm very eager to watch him suffer through their teen years. <laughs> I'm so. He's already starting to get some gray hair. He's gonna be looking like Juan Stamos for real. Uh, Zach has blonde hair and i dig it i'm like you want me to get that that touch of gray for you because i fucking love the salt and pepper look i dig older dudes um i was gonna say i I, it's crazy because now that i'm like you know coming up on 30 i like i'm like okay your taste definitely starts to change nope we're not you've always oh okay i do remember a college professor who was like old and had a limpy gimpy leg from combat no like he just like limped he's old though but i remember being like okay and then being like you're bad you're bad he's old and married but now i bet if i saw him he'd probably look really old and i'd be like nah fam you know anytime i see like a particularly old but kind of attractive like i don't know how to explain it i always wonder what their balls look like Balls are already pretty unfortunate looking Uh, my point exactly i mean do they get worse with age i don't know I mean, gravity is a thing. Oh, so they start to sag like titties. Yeah. Yeah, titties. Can't wear those short shorts, those ranger panties. Oh, my God. The day Matt can't wear ranger panties anymore, I'm going to have to leave him. (laughs) Um, I'm serious. I fucking love the short shorts on, guys. I think it's so sexy. And, like, the little khaki shorts they wear in dive school. Meow. We didn't have that, but I have a flight suit, and I'm okay with it. What up, flight suit? They looking like snacks. Yeah. Speaking of snacks, I have strawberry shortcake in the fridge, and if you, if you think I'm gonna eat some of that before I go to bed, you would be right. I have ice cream. Oh. Which so Zach brought home this um, ice cream yesterday, and uh, I wanted to taste test it because it was almond flavored. 
<laughs> like you're like, I with, need to taste with it. Raspberry swirls Ooh. and raspberry fudge brownie Ooh. bites in there. Ooh, oh, I am here for that. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, um, I kind of ate a decent amount of it. I tasted. I just had to like thoroughly make sure that it wasn't poison. And yeah. so I grimaced a little bit when I saw Zach pull it out of the. Um, it was like one of those big like half gallon. I just ate it out of there. I didn't even. I was just spooning. You're just it. saving water. Yeah. Less and dishes. He he pulled it out and he's like, "How is it?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> like he's uh, not gonna open it up and see the evidence. <laughs> I don't know. So he opened Lennon it up did it. And he just looked at me and was like, <laughs> "Shut the he's fuck like, up." How much of this did you sample? I was like, "A lot." Uh, you can see how much. None, none of your fucking business. Fucking business. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for doing this after work. You're amazing. Um, yes. I really, I wish we could go on. For... This will not be the last we hear from you. I am okay with that. Too. I text her all the time. Like, Hell yeah. Well, this, I mean, girl, I, I mean, like, like having just... her on the podcast. Well, it cannot I, be the last time. Absolutely not. We can talk about other things because you have such a plethora of knowledge about all the things. And I, I text, I've been, I've been texting her my questions for years. Yes. <laughs> Years. Yes. 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 As soon as they came back from from Guam and moved back, Guam. Elisha, what's your text message number? Guam. I'm back from Guam. Back from Guam. Let me get those digits, girl. I got questions to ask you about robots. Matt sex. calls his friend from Guam. A <laughs> oh God. That was a really bad documentary. What was it called? Uh, it was the ro- my sex. Oh, robot. it was so bad. What it was called? I don't trust robots. Oh, I can't remember. Especially the well, kind that fuck I blanked it out. I said Alicia after I watched it, and I was like, dude, you need to watch this. Because it made me uncomfortable. And it wasn't the it wasn't the having sex with the robots that made me uncomfortable. It was the fact that um, these guys. It was that one guy that was like, she can't say no. I'm like, hold up. That's right. Red flag. Yeah. And then another guy had broken up with his, or his girlfriend broke up with him because he was fucking weird. And he just decided he was a what's what's it called when in 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 incel an involuntary involuntarily celibate. celibate. Oh yeah. God, they're um, assholes. They're yeah, they're monsters. Yeah. and that's basically all these all these people were. Um, I mean, I, I am think... the last person to kink shame. Like you do you boo boo, but when you're, it's not about the sex and the kink at that point. Yeah. It's about control. Well, and that's exactly what the documentary it. That's exactly what the documentary left me feeling like. Like, it wasn't like, hey, I have this cool robot. It's like, I can do whatever I want to them because they can't say no. Yeah, if that's the thing that's getting you off, I mean. Yeah, and, and that's exactly. And there was one There was one guy who had his girlfriend. Um, Pretend to be a robot? Yeah. Uh, what's mm-hmm. it called when you, like, go under and hypnotized? So whenever he said, like, certain words, she would turn into a robot. That's fucking crazy. You did a really good job with that. You. Are you sure it wasn't <laughs> you? Uh, a lot of robot. <laughs> robot. Robot voices. I am a robot. <laughs> Turd nuggets. <laughs> Zach and I were driving somewhere, and I was robotically <laughs> navigating. Turn left here, please. Anyway. <laughs> you are going too fast. Too fast, too fast. Uh, <laughs> anyways, 
We've been at this for like almost two hours. Yes. You know, you guys are so cool. Like, it's so late for you guys over there. It's uh, okay. We, I'm gonna chug some coffee. We literally like have been looking forward to this ever since yes. I, I hit you up. Yes. And, I was like, um, we're making this shit happen. Like, yeah. I grabbed coffee and came down here and turned on the ring light. And, like, I sprayed the table with bleach to clean it. And the, the may, smell of bleach waked me, woke me up. I may have gotten some coffee on your Don't table. worry. Bleach. I can okay. get bleach. Yeah. I love the smell <laughs> of bleach. Not in, like, an unhealthy, I like to huff it. But, like, a clean bathroom that smells like bleach, like, makes me so fucking happy. Is that okay? Is that normal? I think so. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, we'll find out eventually when I die. <laughs> of bleach inhalation. <laughs> Her lungs are 75% bleach. There was nothing we could have she done. She is the bleach woman. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Alicia, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much for everything. You guys, it was so much fun. I hope I get to do it again. I, okay. I love it. I Heck love listening yes. to you guys. Absolutely. Heck you, you yes. can. And we can just talk. I mean, hey, do you want to talk childhood shit? Let's do that. Oh, oh, girl. I'm pretty sure, like, I was thinking about him. like, I'm pretty sure our fathers sat and got drunk in the bar together, like, multiple times. I used to oh, sneak my. milk bones out of the pantry. Can I join the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> my, I'm not kidding. You can call my mom right now. She used to have to hide believe, milk bones I from me. But that. they have vitamins. For dogs. I'm a mammal. <laughs> Somebody ask her husband if she barks in the bedroom. <laughs> that's a that's a chicken. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, wow, thank wow, you so much wow. uh, for being our guest. We really appreciate you. We love you, and we are gonna sign the fuck off because I still have to oh, yeah. drive home. <laughs> Why do oh, we have to live so far apart? I know. That's stupid. Really dumb. Really <laughs> dumb. All right, Alicia. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.